ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Hello, everyone. Michelle Saini Travato here, and I wanted to take a moment to welcome you to this episode of the Living Your Legacy show. Today, it's a solo episode. It's just me talking to you because I have something near and dear on my heart that I want to just draw your attention to today. Now, for those of you listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but at home today, I am sitting here with a hoodie on. My hair is up in a ponytail. I've got very little makeup on. I'm certainly not all glammed up because I really wanted to talk about something that Again, very near and dear to my heart. It's something that has been on my mind and is certainly part of my current lived experience. And I just wanted to share some information with you today. So here's where it starts. Did you know that October is Disability Employment Awareness Month? Now, most people know it for breast cancer research, and that is awesome because we need to deal with that and make that, that form of cancer and every other form of cancer a thing of the past. And there's a few other things that come up in the month of October, but most people have never heard of the fact that October is Disability Employment Awareness Month. Now, I've got some notes off to the side of my screen. You might hear me turn in pages because I actually did a little bit of research before I jumped on to record this today, and I wanted to share with you some information about it. But before I do that, why is this so important to me? Well, I have talked before about the fact that I have a son with significant disabilities. He has just turned 19 as of this recording, and he is now a legal adult in Canada. Schooling for him, high school, is coming to an end, and he is about to fully enter the world of adulthood. And that implies potential employment. And we have had some experiences with it this year that have actually kind of been a bit heartbreaking for us, uh, for him and for myself as well as his parent. And it got me really thinking about the situation for employment with people with disabilities. And so what I started to do here um, in prep preparing for this call was to actually look up some statistics, U.S., Canada, and global. And now, I am normally on the super positive side of the world, but I need to start here because I need you to understand what people with disabilities face on a day-to-day -day basis. So let's start by looking at some of those statistics. Did you know that only one in five people in the United States with disabilities are employed? Yeah, I'll say that again. Did you know? that only one in five people in the United States with disabilities are employed. That means 
four out of five of them are at home. This is a challenge. It's a challenge for those people with disabilities. It's a challenge for their families because if they're adults and they're not contributing members of society, meaning that they don't have jobs, they don't pay taxes, they aren't part of the local economy in the give and take of that, then this becomes a situation of it's a burden to someone, to their families, to government systems. How do we deal with this? How do we help this change this? Kind of sad. In British Columbia, where I happen to live in Canada, people with disabilities are employed at a rate of 48.4%. That's less than half of them compared to 70.2% for people without disabilities. That's, that's almost a 30% difference. Less than half of the people in my home province who have disabilities are employed. That's really sad. Here's another one. As of 2015, this is a Canadian one, more than 685,000 British Columbians live with physical, mental, or developmental disabilities. That is close to 15% of BC's population of 4.6 million people. Now, when you take that number and you understand that less than half of them are employed, what's happening to the other half? Where are they going? Here's the development, or sorry, here's a uh, statistic from a global perspective. In developing countries, 80 to 90% of people with disabilities who are working age are unemployed. That's crazy. And in industrialized countries like Canada, the United States, most of Europe, right, the figure is somewhere between 50 to 70%. So no matter where you're looking in the world, half of the people with disabilities or more are not employed. So this begs the question, why is that? Why is it that these people are not employed? So I did a little more digging and I did a little more research. Uh, So I said, the question I asked on Google was, what holds employers back from hiring people with disabilities? And here's what I found. There are many misconceptions about disabilities and people with disabilities. So the first thing is that employers worry that making accommodations for people with disabilities will be very expensive and complicated. And because of the expense, it's something they tend to shy away from. Now, to be honest and to be real, most businesses, most companies, and generally speaking, all levels of governments have inclusive, positive language. They want to be hiring people with disabilities, but they have these blocks in front of them so that they don't. One of them is that they worry these accommodations are going to be expensive and complicated. The reality is, if we took time to figure out what each individual person with a disability needed, many of the accommodations are actually pretty simple. They're relatively easy and they're really not super expensive at all. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of them can be. For example, if you are not wheelchair friendly, your organization, the building itself is not wheelchair friendly. It's expensive to put in the things necessary to make it wheelchair friendly. And having said that, it is worth the expense. 
not just from the perspective of your employees, but potential clients and customers as well, right? So this is a this is a stumbling block that stops people, employers from hiring those with disabilities. Here's the second one I, th- I found out. They worry about communication challenges. So there's a very real fear that not they don't want to upset people with disabilities. So they don't want to ask them direct questions about their challenges or the accommodations. And in situations like that, when people feel icky and weird about the situation, what they tend to do is pull back and avoid. And when we avoid those situations and we avoid those conversations and we avoid those people, we miss out on a huge portion of our population that could be productive and amazing members of any organization. Here's another one. Employers equate disability with an inability to work. Say that again. Employers equate disability with an inability to work. And frankly, for the most part, nothing could be further from the truth. Many people with disabilities would just like to be given the opportunity to shine, just like the rest of us. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, to contribute, to make a difference, to earn a decent income, like all the rest of us do. But if disability is equated with an inability to work, They get dismissed before they ever have a chance to show what they can do. Here's another one. Um, Lots of employers think that people with disabilities, very few of them are qualified for or apply to jobs. And again, that's incorrect. So many of them do apply to jobs, but once an employer finds out about their disabilities, again, they, it goes back to the thing about this belief that maybe they can't do the job or I don't know how to communicate with this person and all those weird and awkward feelings. And so not going to do that. They also feel like there are going to be negative impacts on productivity and workplace culture. This feeling of if we have this person who's very different, now the whole office or everybody on the staff is going to feel all weird and awkward about it. And so now we have a problem and this is going to reduce productivity. Um, Again, they feel that the attitudes of their staff, other people on their staff uh, toward the person with a disability will reduce morale on the staff. Now, as a parent of a child with disabilities, I can honestly tell you that, that reading all of this made me really sad. Our experiences this year with my own son uh, going out on work experience placements and, and trying to see where he would fit in the workplace has been at best disheartening. It's been heartbreaking actually for me to watch people not see my son. They don't see him. And I promised I wouldn't get upset. And he has so much to offer as do his friends who have disabilities and so many of the other people that I have met in my own life who have disabilities. And when I hear these things and I see it in practice myself out in the workforce, it makes me really sad because often, although uh, businesses and, and companies and governments and legislation is all there to create inclusion, so many times what happens is if an employer hires a person with disabilities, it's a singular person and they kind of become the token disabled person there. 
And I hate that thought. I hate that this is how people with disabilities get seen because nothing could be further from the truth. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. So on the flip side of this, I thought I need to know where these myths go wrong. So I asked this question, what are the benefits of hiring people with disabilities? Now I could go on and on and on about how awesome my son is and why people should hire him. But here's what I learned. Number one, the accommodations are often very low or very little and, uh, and can be quite cost effective because what benefits one person can always benefit somebody else you didn't even know needed that accommodation. Maybe they didn't even know they needed it themselves. So again, what benefits one can benefit many. It doesn't just benefit the employee. It may also benefit the business in terms of customers and clients and having this opportunity to use whatever accommodation they have there to benefit other people. Who knew? Uh, subsidies are often available to business owners who employ people with disabilities. This helps to offset their costs, whether that's to offset the cost of the wage for that person or to offset the cost of the accommodations or any of those things. There are often subsidies available for people. So again, this is a benefit to an employer for sure. They get really loyal employees with extremely low turnover. So again, someone with a disability who finds the right place where they can plant their roots and they can grow and blossom, why would they want to leave? They stay for a really long time. So low employee turnover is a huge benefit to any employer, for sure. There are larger economic implications for this too. The benefits of employing people with disabilities, it benefits not only that individual, but it benefits their family because now the family may not have to be wondering about how they're going to support their person with disabilities for the rest of their lives. It can also mean now that this person has disposable income. The person with disabilities can now go and maybe make more purchases in the local community. They can become a part of the economic upswing in any community anywhere. It benefits so many more than just the one person with disabilities. Inclusion in any workplace increases general understanding, it increases levels of compassion, and support for all the staff, for everybody. Finding somebody who has, hiring somebody who has a disability and working with the staff to educate them to see the ability and not the dis 
really helps to create better human beings. It makes us all better. It makes us all stop and think, huh? And then next time somebody sees a person with disabilities, instead of shying away, they may respond much more positively because they've had this experience in their own workplace. Inclusion benefits us all. Every one of us. People with disabilities are actually less likely to get into workplace accidents. Who knew? I did not actually know this statistic. But think about that. You have an employee who is less likely to get in an accident, therefore less likely to take extended time offs or have work workers' compensation claims and all that kind of stuff. So if you had someone who was less likely to do that, that's a benefit to your entire organization. And they also take less sick days. They just want to be at work. So they go for the most part. So again, an employee who takes fewer sick days, who gets less likely to get into accidents, who has extremely low rates of turnover, who um, can be offered subsidies for employment hiring, who can increase inclusion and understanding and acceptance in your workplace. These are all amazing reasons to hire someone with a disability, like extraordinary. So when I was looking at all this, I thought, I want to just talk about some employers who've stepped outside the box of those of the thinking that if you have a disability, this is going to be hard. And so I'm just not sure I can do it. These are people who have risen above, who have taken these statistics on, like completely taken them on, and they have done something about it. And I wanted you to know, because I started this out kind of abysmally, and partially this was for me to give me hope that there is the potential for employment for my son in the world, and to be able to, you know, increase experiences. My hope is that this inspires you that it inspires parents of kids with disabilities or young adults with disabilities or spouses whose partner has suddenly become disabled um, to really know that there are people out there who see your people first rather than seeing their disability first. They see the person and then they're willing to work with what's different. And I love that. So let me share with you a few of these guys. Now, for those of you on the podcast, I do have product placement stuff because I have purchased from every one of these companies and I am going to show those images. Um, But I want you to just know that that these companies are amazing and I am going to drop their uh, website so you can check it out. The first one I want to talk about is Milk Jar Candle Company. They are in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. They were founded in 2016 by a lovely woman named Holly Singer. And roughly half of her staff have disabilities. And she, if you check the website out, you can see them all. They have pictures of them. It's really cool the way she's got it all set up. Her business is a really strong model for inclusive employment. 
Um, and I really would encourage you to, to, to go check it out and see what she's got going on there. And not only that, they believe really strongly in giving back to their community and have donated over two, $236,000 to nonprofits and initiatives that support inclusion. How incredible is that? So she doesn't just give to the people who are her employees, but they give back into the larger community to create more opportunities for everybody to be employed and to be a part of the workforce. They sell candles and that's what I've got here. This one, I've been using it. It actually smells, it smells amazing right now in my room. I wish you could smell this right here beside me, but um, the candles are amazing. They also sell diffusers and they offer workshops. So I highly recommend that you check them out. The website is www.milkjar.ca because they're in Canada. Milk Jar Candle Company. I love them. Now, here's number two, and I have interviewed these guys and absolutely have such a soft spot for both these fellas. They are extraordinary. John's Crazy Socks. It was founded in 2016 by John Cronin and his dad, Mark. Um, roughly half of their employees, and they refer to this as differing abilities. So their employees have differing abilities, roughly half. Uh, some of their employees, their oldest employees in his 50s. It's the guy who actually packed the socks that I bought, which I love. So my son has these amazing um, Spider-Man socks. I ordered these for him. He loves superheroes and he loved these so much. He wore them underneath his suit to his prom. It meant that much to him to have them. And so I just, I wanted to do a shout out for these guys. Their business has four pillars that they've built it on. And I just wanted to share this with you. The first is inspiration and hope. They want to give hope to people with disabilities that the world can work for them, just like it works for the rest of us. Two, giving back. They do 5% of all their earnings go to Special Olympics, which also holds a near and dear place in my heart because my son participates in that too. Number three, they have socks everyone can love. And apparently there's over 3,000 different styles of socks there. So if you like unique socks and that is a bit of a fashion trend, this is a place for you to go check it out. And four, they make it personal. Every pair of socks comes with a thank you note. You get the name of the person who packed the socks for you. And if you reach out to the company, they'll tell you a little about the employee who was the sock wrangler, they call them, who put those socks together for you in your order. And you can see exactly who your money is supporting. I did a full interview with them, um, and it is episode 39 of the podcast. If you want to hear their story and all the laughter that went with it, because these two guys are amazing to interview, um, check that out. Also, go to www.johnscrazysocks.com. No apostrophe in the John, J-O-H-N-S, crazysocks.com. Check out their website and order yourself a pair of socks. Next up. Is Jewels Under the Kilt? No, it's not. Maybe what you're thinking about. This is a nut farmer and roaster. So these are nuts, the kind you eat. Don't go there, people. Just don't go there. Um, it was founded in 2013 by Elizabeth Burrow. She is a nut farmer and a roaster. She has hundreds of trees on her farm. She harvests her own nuts and she does all the recipes and roasting for that. Again, over half her employees have disabilities. So she describes that 
her business is a place where everyone is welcome and can participate in whatever way they can participate. She is a mom who has a daughter with disabilities, and she wanted a place where her daughter could shine and live an extraordinary life. And then she wanted to take some people along with her. So I highly recommend that you check her out, www.jewelsunderthekilt.com. And if you can't write these down, they will be in the show notes for sure. So again, this is somebody who decided to do something different. So we've got a candle maker, a sock guy, and a nut farmer so far. And I've got one more for you today because I don't want to keep you for a super long time. But I want to talk about embellished butterfly. So embellished butterfly puts all the bling into beautiful items. So she uses Swarovski crystals on her items like wine cups or water cups, um, purses, sunglasses, things like that. And uh, it was founded a number of years ago by an extraordinary woman and dear friend of mine, Chris Dyer. Um, She has a single employee and her single employee is a young woman with disabilities. So 100% of her workforce are people with disabilities. They work really closely together to create the sparkle and shine to put that into people's lives. How amazing is that? Uh, Chris decided in her business when it was time to, when she was going to scale and grow, that she wanted to think outside the box. Uh, She wanted to look outside the box and think outside the box for her employee. And she offered this lovely young lady a living wage and mentorship. So Chris actually works with this young lady to support her and they work together to create those designs that we all receive when we make a purchase. And of course, they make these beautiful items together and Chris is helping this lovely young lady to create and make her own beautiful life. And I love that. I also interviewed Chris on my podcast. She is episode 26. I highly encourage you to go check that out um, so that you can uh, see that. Oh, you know what I forgot? I forgot to tell you that Jewels Under the Kilt, I interviewed her, episode 61 as well. So episode 26 is Chris Dyer. Check that one out if you'd like to hear more about how love is actually her superpower and how she does this. So this started out a little rough with some statistics that are very disheartening. But I wanted to point out to you that there is change coming. There are people in the world who are willing to try some new things, to take some risks, to say, I'm, I'm nervous about this. I'm not sure what to do. I don't know how to make this work, but I'm willing to be open, to listen, to ask questions, to participate and to raise the bar so that it, you truly have an inclusive environment where all people, regardless of ability, get to participate as fully as they can. And I just wanted to point out that we are nearing the end of October as of this recording, and the season of giving is really fast approaching. I mean, it really is. It's you blink and we will be there. So, folks, as you think about your gift giving this year, I would really like to ask that you consider giving back by making purchases from these companies, these kinds of businesses that support inclusive workplace environments. It makes such a difference to those businesses, and they're often small businesses in your community. So it's local people hiring local people to support local people. That's incredible. And your support of this means more people with disabilities can be employed, can remain employed, and be the kind of members of society that they really want to be. And we need them to be. 
together, folks, we can really turn the tide of those abysmal statistics that I gave you at the beginning of this episode. Um, I would love to see those numbers shift higher so that more than half of people with disabilities are employed as soon as possible. And maybe we can strive even further than that to create a more equal environment for people with disabilities. The reality is that we can all do our small part to create legacies for others. So by supporting these businesses, we help them create their legacies of hiring people with disabilities who then can create their legacies by living their own extraordinary lives. So from my family to yours, I really want to thank you for listening to this, for taking this into account. Please share it if you know a local business owner who maybe has some questions about this, or if you know some businesses that employ people with disabilities, I would love to talk to them and perhaps have them on the show. Certainly, it inspires me uh, every day, and I love knowing where my money goes when I am making those purchases. With the businesses I shared today, now you know where your money will go. So from my family to yours, I want to thank you so much for being a part of our podcast and TV show and a part of our call and a part of our world. So remember, folks, go and be awesome and start living your own legacy today. Thank you very much. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.